0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the August 26, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I am your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Jose. And ladies and gentlemen, I heard there was an anti-Semite in politics recently. I didn't even read the full headline of the Daily Beast article I got this from, but I already know. It's going to be Ilhan Omar and Bernie Sanders and Rashida Tlaib teaming up, teaming up to so, Stop Iran from having nukes so they can destroy Israel. That's what I bet this is. So what's this Daily Beast article? RNC Speaker Cancelled After Boosting QA on Conspiracy Theory About Jewish Plot to Enslave the World. Mm. Yeah, about what I expected. This, by the way, I, I should probably add is a story from the same day yesterday, Mike Pompeo spoke at the RNC from Israel. Which, by the way, if you criticize that he's doing that, you're anti-Semitic. And for that matter, let's go have a conspiracy theorist who believes that Jews control the world up on stage. Maybe they should be talking back-to-back for extra points. One of the speakers of the second night of the Republican National Convention was pulled from the program that the Daily Beast surfaced a tweet from her earlier in the day, urging her followers to investigate a supposed Jewish plot to enslave the world. Do yourself a favor and read this thread. Mary Ann Misla, who is a member of the Trump Campaign's advisory board, tweeted to her more than 40,000 followers Tuesday morning. Medza, an angel mom, was scheduled to speak Tuesday about her son's 2014 death at the hands of a drunk driver who was in the country illegally. Can I just take a minute to talk about how absolutely disgusting that is, side note? Like, it wasn't even a Molly Tibbetts case where it was... he was murdered, okay? No, here it was, her son was killed in a drunk driving accident, which is tragic, we all agree. And her first response is to call up the Republican Party and say, I will be your new spokesperson. Like, if you do that, if that is your reaction, I I genuinely consider you kind of a scumbag, just right off the bat. You could even say she's politicizing a tragedy. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I genuinely don't know how else to respond to that. Uh, But a Republican source familiar with the programming said the speech had been cancelled amid uproar over her tweet. Hours earlier, Medora had linked a lengthy thread from a QA on conspiracy theorist that laid out a feathered, anti-Semitic view of the world. In its telling, the Rothschilds, a famous Jewish banking family from Germany, created a plot to terrorize non-Jewish boim, Uh, that is a word that essentially just means non-Jew, with purported details of their scheme that included plans to, quote, make the goyim destroy each other and, quote, rob the goyim of their landed properties. Uh, I've known people like this, for the record. They are openly anti-Semitic. But but remember, guys, remember, this is not the real anti-Semitism. The real anti-Semitism, as we all know, is not voting to ban BDS and saying that the person who believes you can be disloyal to Israel has some kind of loyalty to Israel. Those are the two big anti-Semites or anti-Semitics in the world right now. Okay, this is this is not an issue. I don't care what any of you say. Uh, Drawing on more than a century's worth of anti-Semite hoaxes and smears, the thread claimed that malevolent Jewish forces in the banking industry are out to enslave non-Jews and promote world wars. Riddle with QA on references, the thread from Twitter user at War claimed that Titanic had been sunk to protect the Federal Reserves. I've actually read that conspiracy theory in the past. Um, There's Evidence for that, there were several high-profile critics of the Federal Reserve banking system that died on the Titanic. Although, saying they were critics of the Federal Reserve is a little misleading because the Federal Reserve was not even a concept yet, but they were critics of centralized banking who were killed. But that's really it. There's not much else. Um, And that every president between... John F. Kennedy and Donald Trump was a, quote, slave president in the thrall of the global cable. Oh, man. Someone should have told that to Jimmy Carter because they just screwed him over. The thread also promoted the protocols of the elders of Zion. Side note, I've heard it called various things. The longest title I've seen is the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, which is what I typically call it. An anti-Semitic hoax popular in Nazi Germany and claimed that its allegation about a Jewish plot to control the worlds are real. For for the record, for the record, um, the Protocols were exposed to be a hoax within a decade of the publication. For those who don't know, the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion was an anti-Semitic document produced by czarists in Russia in the 1910s. And the entire point was, if you adapt any other system besides the Tsar, then the Jews are going to take you over. Okay? Now, if that wasn't already enough of a red flag, the vast majority of what the book says is directly plagiarized from parodies of Napoleon from a century earlier. Uh, And... The Protocols of the Elders of Zion is not a fabrication, the thread that Mendeleev shared reads, and it certainly is not anti-Semitic to point out this fact. It it was exposed as a total hoax um, a decade later. Now, that didn't stop it from spreading. Hitler promoted it in Mein Kampf, for instance, and the English translations were first released by Henry Ford, who also later wrote a four-volume book called The International Jew, Of which he even gave out with every Ford car. And another guy, a radio commentator, also popularized in his magazine Social Justice, not the kind of social justice we think of, named Charles Coffin. And Coffin openly praised fascist regimes, those of Mussolini and Hitler. He was also a vehement anti-capitalist, might I add. hated FDR because he thought he was too much um, of a capitalist. But also hated communism because it was Jewish, and that was the only reason he gave. Uh, he was also, I'm not going to say anything, but he was a triple parentheses Catholic and triple parentheses. Ooh, spooky. Uh, <laughs> no, this is seen. This is not going to get even a fraction of the coverage that things like. Ilhan Omar is all about the Benjamin comments got, which weren't even anti-Semitic because Israel does have a lobby. Everything has a lobby. Why 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 wouldn't Israel? You guys think that Israel's just too stupid to make a lobby? Wow, that's anti-Semitic. Or a New York Times cartoon that shows Trump being led by the guy who bragged about getting him to cancel the Iran deal and control the administration. And the guy who he brags about taking orders from all the time. That is not going to get core of the coverage and the reason why is because conservatives cannot be accused of anti-Semitism. They can't they just can't anymore. doesn't matter if it's staring you in the face. They cannot be accused of it unless they're open neo-nazis if they're open neo-nazis it's fair game. okay but until they're established as open neo-nazis, you cannot criticize them as anti-semitic like in the same way you can criticize Democrats. the entire, threshold for being anti-semitic is, do you know someone who has an undying level of support for Israel? If yes, you are fine. And it is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, a new story comes out. This is from the Daily Wire, previously known for such other hits as saying they're going to ban the name of mass shooters and then not doing that. In fact, putting the name of a killer before his victim when the killer just so happened to be black, when I'm sure that's a coincidence. Well, here's another piece for you from the same woman who wrote that article, in fact, on Can Hinton. Canon Hilton, sorry, mispronounced his name there. Medical examiner concludes George Floyd likely died of fentanyl overdose, court documents reveal. Uh, yes, this was from today. Why do you ask? No, it's not from two months ago. When this argument was first made, I I remember I saw both Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh treat it like this is some kind of big deal. Oh my god, the media lied to all of us. We we knew from the start, Mr. Walsh and Mr. Knowles, that Floyd was on drugs, and that at the very least, that could have contributed to his death. Even when we talked about the footage, I acknowledged that. I've acknowledged at every point. What I simply said was it doesn't excuse the police officer's behavior, including kneeling on his neck for nine minutes. You just do that to a corpse? Is that a normal ritual? I just didn't know about it. Is that. Matt Walsh, when you see a corpse, do you kneel on its neck for nine minutes straight? Seriously starting to wonder. And, oh yeah, unholstering and, uh, his gun putting it really closely, really easily in view, might I add, Uh, when walking up to a man who he was arresting for counterfeiting. And mind you, I know the police cannot be literal angels. They cannot be, you know, the no-harm-ever-pacifist crowd, obviously. They can't be a band of traveling hippies singing Imagine. Everyone realizes that. No one is disputing that. Even though the fun the police people aren't disputing that, they're saying that the police are used in way more circumstances than they should be and that we should rethink our concept of policing. Okay? And I'm sorry, but as it stands, the police acted very recklessly. And they didn't murder him. And I'll say that right now. They did not murder George Floyd. Anyone who said otherwise, who said he was murdered, including I might have said that originally, and new evidence has come out, and since then I've been shown to be wrong. And I'll admit that right now. I'll admit that right now. If I said George Floyd was murdered in the past, I was wrong. However, the police still did act recklessly. Here's here's just one example, at the very top of my head. Okay, the I can't breathe thing. Now, I remember Matt Walsh made the point at the time that there was no way, or when the footage first came out, that there was no way of knowing whether or not that was legitimate. And that's fair. I did not expect the police to stop doing everything and call the paramedics, or to roll on a red carpet for him. I didn't expect that. Okay, I will not expect that of police officers. That is way more courtesy than they should probably give criminals. However, the response of not doing anything with a claim that serious, might I add, in my opinion, is genuinely reckless. You know, they could have at least said, oh, sir, don't worry, we'll get you to a hospital if you're having respiratory issues. Um, something along those lines. Even if they were lying, they could have at least made a token effort to say something like, oh, sir, uh, don't worry. Uh, We know you're in some trouble. We'll just get in the car. We'll take you to a hospital. Just say that. It doesn't even have to be true. It doesn't even have to be true. Just say that or do a breathe in, breathe out thing. And Floyd wasn't being violent, might I add. He wasn't resisting arrest in any way like Rashad Brooks was. Or like uh, Jones Blake was at the, you know, he wasn't acting in any way outside of, hey, I genuinely need some help here. I'm stressed out. I just don't know what I did. I'm sorry. He he was being quite possibly the easiest arrest. Well, no, that's that's unfair. He was engaging in resisting. It was not violent resisting, but it was resisting. Nonetheless, but are police really not trained to deal with basic nonviolent resistance? Really? really? Is that what you're told at Police Academy? Don't you worry! Once you tell them, freeze, you're under arrest! Every single person is going to go along with you just fine! No one's going to object. No one's going to have any issues. Nobody's going to argue with you. They're immediately, it's like they're hypnotized to immediately stop what they're doing and listen to you. Really? Really? You're expecting me to believe that? No. And if they are taught that, that is wrong and it is destructive. I'm sorry, but as it stands, this doesn't clear the name of the officers. Well, okay, it may clear them legally. It may clear them specifically from violating any current laws on the books. I'll give you that much. If that's your only goal, that's seriously your only goal, congratulations, enjoy playing the charade for another two months. However, it does not clear the fact that they were acting recklessly. They were acting, again, what was with the kneeling if it wasn't, to kill him. They were acting recklessly. They were, at, at the very least, they were acting, maybe they weren't racist, but they were at the very least dangerous people who should not be allowed on the police force. That's it, okay? Do you have evidence that contradicts that, Haley Wire? Do you have evidence that disproves that? No, then take your two-month-old claim, shove it up your ass, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, now let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse to end the night. For those who don't know, constant violence has been erupting all across Wisconsin as a response to the death of Jacob Blake. One man, a guy named Kyle Rittenhouse, had enough of this. So, he shot two people. Now, let's just talk about the circumstances surrounding this. So, first off, We'll assume he was in self-defense, okay? And as of right now, the story's a little shaky, but there is reasonable doubt that he committed murder. There is suspicion, but there's nothing that states that he was committing murder for sure. It could have been in self-defense. But that said, he still shot two people and walked right by two cops who saw the event. And this is... Not, none of them arrested him? Even if it was in self-defense, we'll, again, assume it was. Shouldn't they have at least arrested him just for questioning? Just to make sure, you know, like cops are supposed to do? Now, this was far from the only example of violence at that night. There were several buildings being burned. It was all around just a giant riot mind you, why a decentralized, spontaneous protest should have the means to, or could have the means, to control itself in the way demanded is still utterly nonsensical, but that's besides the point. It's the same thing they always do. It's the same thing they always do. And of course, by the way, when you point out their bondage, you point out the fact that, for one, president trump directly said when the looting starts the shooting starts you say that's kind of violent no how could that be violent he's calling for law and order okay how is that law and order backed is it backed by smug anime pictures no it's backed by violence you can't point that out twitter nearly got itself completely banned the united states The Republican Party clearly wanted to do that after they labeled one of Trump's tweets where he calls for shooting people to be violent. Because you gotta love this country. Uh, As of right now, I should add, there is still suspicion that it was not in self-defense. While on this topic, I figured I should also talk about the law and order claim as it is. Uh, It doesn't actually do anything. Now, let's start with this delusional idea that Donald Trump is going to quell these riots if he's re-elected. Unlike under Biden's America, where things will continue exactly how they are now. Really interesting, isn't it? That the biggest fear about Joe Biden's America is that what's happening now will continue? Uh, (laughs) But anyway... Back to the main point of that idea, I should also note, it is really easy to just beat your chest and say, I am not going to negotiate with terrorists, okay? And if you want to do that, that is perfectly fine. However, the issue is, you're not actually solving anything. Do you know what would realistically happen if Donald Trump used the Insurrection Act? and arrested all of these Black Lives Matter rioters. You know what would actually happen? Well, it depends on who else he arrests. Nobody has an issue with getting rid of vandals. Uh, But if he gets rid of actual protesters, which there is a good chance will be mixed in at some point, all that's going to do is result in bigger protests. And by the way, these riots are not caused by ideology. These riots are caused by opportunists, okay? That's what's going on. They see chaos. They see a chance to steal things, and they steal things, because that's how rioters work. It's the same thing that always happens during riots. Okay, It's the same thing that's always going to happen during riots, because, believe it or not, the people who start riots are typically not ideological or barriers, you really care about the cause, they're just thieves who want to steal shit. That's it. They just want to steal shit. There's nothing else to it. Okay, and if you want to get Black Lives Matter declared a terrorist organization because of this, or an extremist hate group, first off, you're not solving the problem. Second off, you're just allowing opportunists to control any and all political discourse. I mean, that's what it comes down to. The debate is not whether or not rioting is bad. The debate is, are we going to allow opportunists and vandals to poison an entire movement without even considering what they're saying? Or, are we going to actually figure out why these protests are going on in the first place? And side note, we all know, we all know if these protests were primarily done by white people, it'd be root because nonstop because that's how it works. After Parkland, that's all it was, was it was root cause non-stop. It's, oh, is it gun control? Oh, is it, is gun control we need? Oh, no, actually, we need guns in school. Oh, no, actually, it's diets. Ted Nugent actually said that. Oh, no, it's diets. Oh, no, it's medication. Oh, no, it's, uh... It's the fact we don't let religion into our schools anymore for all five people who still say that. that It was root cause, root cause, root cause. Okay? Now, when it's a... Or look at Columbine as another example. That's all it was. Was it violent video games? Was it the kids were bullied? Was it Marilyn Manson? Was it they were taking high school too seriously? That was everything surrounding Columbine. That was it. That was non-stop conversation about how the killers were victims of society, might I add. And to anyone who said that, here's my middle finger just for you. Um, And of course, that is because this country does see differences in race when it comes to when white people and black people are protesting. When something bad happens... To a white person, it's root cause, root cause, root because nonstop. That's it. We have to alter our lives in as many ways as possible to quell the urges of the Columbine killers of the world. Meanwhile, when black people uh, protest as a result of getting shot, it's, well, why didn't they just sit there and listen to demands that they couldn't hear why did they react like any human being would in most circumstances there are tons of videos you can find of white people throwing tantrums what do you think the Karen meme started from it, it was white women throwing tantrums while arrested there was one woman who was like I'm gonna leave now uh, she was by the way uh, I think I forget who she was but you've probably seen a video she was like I'm gonna leave now Oh, okay. You know, you can't do that. You cannot, you're not free to do that. Oh, so you're raping me. And she actually got in the car and there was a small struggle. She didn't get shot. She didn't get shot. So, do you guys really think there's no disparity here? Really? Look up. Police uh, or bad arrests or police tantrums or anything you want. The majority of the videos will be white women. Okay? They don't get shot. Maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. Uh, that's our show. Good night.